Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Ken McCusey joins us live, filmstudybaltimore.com. What's going on, Ken? Life's good, Rob. How about you? Life is really good. Life is really good. Except if you're a Ravens fan and you're in the fourth quarter and your team has the lead. Life is not that good. It does not feel safe anymore, that's for sure. These last couple of years have been, have been bad. Uh, the Ravens had a fantastic record before that in terms of not losing such leagues. You know, it, it, it gets away, and there's a lot of things that are going on as we go. But but the, the defense very tired. Three long second half drives uh, is is not an easy way for a defense to play. Long drives are generally bad. Awful tackling in that second half. One of the problems I'm sure we're going to get to today is that Marcus Williams they're almost playing 11 on 10 football in terms of having to tackle people. Uh, you got missed assignments. There's a lot of emotion uh, emoting, I should say, going on after the plays that I think is very telling. Um, but I think I think the it's kind of a little foolish to blame it on the head coach necessarily each time this happens. There are game management decisions that come up, and you should certainly inspect those. But a lot of it is is you know some assistant coach stuff here. Some some uh, I think that uh, frankly, McDonald uh, using the scheme he did against Watson was not fooling him. I have numbers on that if you want to get into it. Um, and also the the, the fact that uh, he left Williams in the game and didn't didn't pull him and try and get Worley back there uh, is something I think that really hurt the Ravens down the stretch. So uh, tough second half for the Ravens. It was a very tough. It was tough to watch. Anyway, one of the things that's been bothering me. I brought it up a little earlier in the show. Is you mentioned it just now the Marcus Williams situation. You, you you're playing safety. Mm-hmm. Just by the job description, that means you're the last person that you, you you're the last literally the last line of defense, and safeties are usually your best tacklers, because for that reason you can't, no one can get behind them, and he's I I admire his courage for going out there, and I think it's you know admirable because it shows you his heart. He wants to help the team, but I can't imagine that he's helping the team when you can't tackle. He's he's playing disabled. I I couldn't believe the 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 fact that they had him out there for every snap. And I think there's an intermediate choice there. But Stone is a guy who needs to be on for every snap with the yes. way, he's, way he's played, and he's tackles well enough. Although missed tackles have been a problem for him this year, honestly. Um, but but the Marcus Williams can't make a tackle, and he showed up with only one tackle missed tackle on PFF. But he had about ten times where he avoided yeah. making the contact. Yes. To even risk a missed tackle, he's more like he's hurting the ball carrier towards the sidelines or towards other players, and that just that just is not effective. You got a Browns team that knows that, and now they have a heavy run game to start with. So they get a lot of level two opportunities for their running back, which can turn into level three opportunities very quickly, as you're pointing out, Ed. 
And they also have a heavy screen game with Njoku taking yeah. a lot of those screen passes. That is not a guy you want running free downfield when Marcus Williams is in your secondary. So the loss of Marlon Humphrey, very serious in terms of that because they lost not only a good cover guy, but a, but a, you know, a guy who's a very physical tackler. 410-583-1057, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Want to get in, Kim McCusick, filmstudybaltimore.com is joining us in studio. You talked about that Ravens defense. It seemed like there was nothing that Mike McDonald could do on Sunday to induce pressure on the Cleveland Browns. Well, yeah, it, it, nothing nothing outside the ordinary. Now, one of the nice things about it is Watson, when he had ample time and space, that means he had a three-second pocket to work with. It's basically the announcer will usually say, has all day kind of thing. Uh he threw for 27 yards on nine nine plays there, 3.0 yards per play. So he was terrible under that circumstance. But whenever they tried something, it didn't work. So here's some numbers for you. McDonald, when he rushed five, which he only did five times, 7.4 yards per play, five off-ball blitzes he brought were 9.0 yards per play. Big asterisk there. The one off-ball blitz that re- that worked really worked because it was Kyle Hamilton coming from off-ball, tipped the ball for the interception and a touchdown. 20 stunts on 15 plays. 10.3 yards per play, 155 yards on uh, on 10, on 15 stunt plays in there, and that included some doubles in there. What we found as the game was going on was that Watson was getting the ball out quickly when stunts were happening. Stunts take time to develop, and they don't usually uh, work if the if the quarterback has the ball out quickly. Two simulated pressures, that means they're dropping two or more from the line of scrimmage, 15.0 yards per play, and eight times with multiple deceptive elements, 10.1 yards per play. And obviously there's overlap with some of these other categories. But everything McDonald tried in terms of trying to get additional pressure uh, really wasn't worth it. A straight four-man pass rush uh, served them much better. You mentioned, i, I got to talk about it a little bit, it's Kyle Hamilton. I mean, mm. I just want to ask you how much – he doesn't look like a prototypical NFL safety. They go from like – Honey Badger was like 5'9 on a good day to 6'1", 6'2". He's six four. He just doesn't look like your typical safety, but I think he's made tremendous strides since he's come from Notre Dame. Yeah, unbelievable and, player, and a little nasty in him too, which made me happy, like the way he tackles. Yeah, right now, love everything about his game. Certainly loved it last year after the initial mistakes in in uh, against Miami and whatnot uh, were fairly costly. But that second play of the game, I just want to point to Hamilton's mm-hmm. length and size yeah. is of a different thing. That was all schemed up. So basically, um, Bryant was on the left side, and he was three yards off the line of scrimmage. Hamilton was. And basically, that's an off-ball blitz they brought. And they brought it to come right down in the throwing lane. So they had the guy out there who was the hot read. Hamilton was there. And there was no sense of him just tipping that ball for for an incomplete. That was tipped for an interception all the freaking way. So it was great for him to get in there, tip it up high, and it was, you know, he's he's playing basketball at that point. It's just nice, easy recovery the ball, and take it in. So give the coaches a little uh, tip of the cap for that, too, then. Great great call. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Kim McCusick joining us in studio. Ken. You know, we, we talk so much about the fourth quarter meltdown of the Baltimore Ravens and, and how it began several years ago. Uh, you can also question the fourth quarter productivity of Lamar Jackson also during that time. Um, what, what do you think about him uh, on Sunday? I, I mean, obviously the interception was not good. It's not on him primarily. It primarily is on the block of McCary getting backed up and then and then actually sat down on his knees right in front of that uh, uh, defensive end. But uh, you know, it, it happens. Uh, I think Jackson has had a couple times now. We go back to the Giants game last year. Uh, the Miami game they couldn't put away. Uh, there's been certainly a lot of times when, when Jackson has had trouble in the fourth quarter. Of course, we never really seem to give Jackson credit for the amazing you know, first half and the, uh-huh. his record after, after being great there. So uh, you, know, you take the whole Lamar Jackson package as it is. I wish he was more productive you know, in the fourth quarter putting games away, particularly these last couple of years. But it's been what's been. What's going to happen at left tackle? Because Ronnie was clearly, even before he got hurt, he was having a tough day, and now I don't know what's what the future holds here. Yeah, very very tough day. Um, they, they don't have a replacement at left tackle. Uh, we'll, we'll just say for this year, I think the most likely thing is McCarry moves to left tackle. Fa'alele goes into right tackle, even though that's not the way they played it in this game. Uh, but Fa'alele actually had a pretty good game against the Bengals at left tackle the last time around. So I think he's a he's a sorry McCarry did. I think he'll move to left tackle. Yeah. Um, but if you're talking about for the future, that represents a much bigger question. So Ronnie Stanley is a cheap left tackle next year for what the Ravens otherwise will get if they caught him. The barriers to getting a new left tackle are extremely high. So you either have to pay a ton of draft capital, or if you could go out to the market and pay mm. a ton of money to get one. And I don't think that they're going to go for either of those options. Uh, the ideal kind of thing would be to pick a late first or second round tackle and have him be one year away and then have Ronnie play out the 24 season, hopefully be healthy and move into the job in in, uh, in 25. Ken McCusick joins us from Film Study Baltimore. Ken, uh, we talked about it again, but another meltdown by this Baltimore Ravens team is, and I said it yesterday, the problem is when you're talking about a home crowd who's watched this over and over again, now they get nervous in the fourth quarter, and they're not loud. Loud people, uh, Nervous people aren't loud. But also, do you think it has a psychological impact? Because one thing in sports, when bad things repeatedly happen, you start to look for them to happen. Well, yeah, as, as a fan, I, I can certainly say I'm, I'm feeling scared with a 14-point lead and the other team driving and knowing that there's enough time for them to get the ball back. So you, you don't like that. And then, of course, when you see a turnover turned into six, that's never good. Um, I, you know, it seemed fairly loud there in the fourth quarter. I'll uh-huh. say that. I, 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 I'm not sure it was crowd noise that was that was really an issue. The the, the stadium was incredibly pumped up after Prochet's fumble. That was a you know what seemed to be a very big seal the game kind of moment that didn't end up being. But uh, uh, exciting, uh, you know, it was an exciting day at the park. It's, it was a, it was it looked like they had it. Started early from the second play. I don't think I really don't think crowd noise was an issue. 
Any, you, do you question any of the, um, I don't know, the coaching decisions, game plan decisions? Mark Andrews is a little bit invisible. Mm-hmm. Keaton Mitchell breaks off a 39-yard touchdown that was a busted play, essentially. And then we don't see him anyway. His 30-yard catch, he has a 39-yard run, and he that's it. He's gone. So Harbaugh addressed it. He said, you know, maybe could have played more, but they had a package of plays, blah, blah, blah. So there, there was coach speak about that. You know, Mitchell had a couple of bad plays in this game. Number one, he dropped the 34-yard touchdown pass on, on the right side. And that went right through his hands, and that's a shame. Now, you don't sit a guy for that, not with all the drops the Ravens have had this yeah. year, particularly against Pittsburgh. But on the other hand, he made another really bad play on the sack where Ronnie Stanley got pushed back, and he tried to cross the cone directly in front of Lamar. Big no-no for a running back. I mean, it's basically you are you are going through rush hour traffic, and you better make it. You better know you can make it to the other side if you're going to obstruct the cone even for a for a flash there. Um, and he was part of that sack, so so that was not good. And, and and that may have been a case where we can't trust this guy as a pass blocker because of a mistake like that. And that might have actually limited what he could do in the fourth quarter. The only thing I, I, I question is the um, the drop touchdown, mm-hmm. because what, from my view. The defender was actually right in his right in front of his face. Yeah. So I don't know if he saw the ball, and he just because when and then when it's on you, it's too late. So I'm just I'm really wonder how much chance he had. I mean, n- not an easy catch. Yeah, and yeah. and you know there was a time in the NFL where I think if if you weren't looking at the just ball looking, or whatever, if you hadn't turned, it was a PI. Play. Yeah, uh, but but that uh, uh, you know it's a ball he's got to catch most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ken McCusick joins us, Film Study Baltimore. Ken, you talked about the uh, you know being a cheap left tackle for Ronnie Stanley next year. I tell you who won't be cheap. It's Justin Matabike playing his way out of Baltimore because this guy continues to get home game after game. Yeah, he's he's been great this year. Honestly, I think the only way he stays is the franchise tag next year. Ah, I didn't think about that. And, yeah. and I don't I don't know how much that is, but for interior defensive linemen, it's not always that high. But we've had inflation in mm-hmm. ideal contracts. He still might be worth it. So we'll see how that works out, but I don't I don't see a, another way he stays in Baltimore. And frankly, you know, let's get him a Super Bowl ring this year, and we'll worry about the future later. One of the guys that we, you know, people were, um, he's my favorite player actually, is Roquan. He had like twenty one tackles, fourteen solos, but weren't a lot of those a couple yards off the ball. Yeah, now I didn't break it down this game. I usually do in terms of how many were defensive wins mm-hmm. and how many were not. But he he had some good. Uh, S plus two and S plus three, meaning a sack for plus two or plus three yards mm-hmm. when um, uh, Watson was escaping the pocket. Mm-hmm. And I, that, that is something I, I wanted to plug about the article here is I've got a, a new system for scoring those oh. that I put in the article this week. But anyway, that's a, I, I thought he, he had a fine game again. He's where he's supposed to be all the time. He always is. And, yeah. and, and he really goes after Queen. And he did one time in this game about not being where he was supposed to be. And it uh, does a really good job leading that defense. Yeah. Real quick, because we got the number for defensive tackle. Expectancy is just under $21 million. Oh, no way. Wouldn't do it. Yeah, That's the right number, right, Joe? Joe, just under $21 million? Yeah, that's what we got. And that's largely the Aaron Donald effect, probably, yeah. who drove that number up. Yeah. Uh, before we get you out of here, AFC North, worst team in the division, 5-4, and four, the Bengals, and that's the only team that, if the playoffs began today, would be out of it. That's because they had the head loss to the Houston Texans. Um, do you see this division going down to the wire like this, or will one team, uh, the cream rise to the top? We thought that would be the Ravens this Sunday, but evidently not. I, I, you know, it could be that the Browns all of a sudden do it, but I think there's a pretty good chance the division is played for in that final Week 18 game between Baltimore and Pittsburgh. That 
you know, at least one of those teams has a chance at the division title, and you know, maybe the Browns are there jockeying also. There you go. Kimmy Cusick, Film Study Baltimore. Tell folks in Baltimore why they should be a part of Film Study. Oh, please come out to the website. I've uh, got articles on the defenses out this week, and again, a, a new scoring system for containing the quarterback uh, in terms of a points-based system. According to Glenn in Baltimore, you're the best guest we have. It's hard to argue that. Yep. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.